You're listening to the Junior Hereford Show with Noah Benedict. Let's get ready to learn, lead, and achieve. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Junior Hereford Show, and I am up here at Perks Ranch with some good friends of mine, Kate and Kendall. Do you guys want to go ahead and introduce yourselves? My name is Kendall Boatman. I'm 15 years old, and I live in Rockford, Illinois, where I help my parents manage Perks Ranch. I'm involved in 4-H, FFA, and livestock judging, and I have played sports in past years, but this year I decided to set those aside to focus more on the cattle side of things because the Hereford breed is something I'm very passionate about, and I want to do it for the rest of my life. I'm Kay Boatman, and since me and Kendall are twins, I'm also 15 years old and live in Rockford, Illinois at Perks Ranch, where I help my parents manage uh, the ranch. Uh, I'm also involved in FFA, 4-H. Okay, if you guys are both 15 years old, who's actually older? I'm older by one minute. <laughs> but Kendall, I'm you're stronger, though. Oh, you're stronger. I was going to say you're probably the better livestock judger, too, right? That, too. All right, everybody. Well, we are, uh, we're focusing in on Caden Kendall today. We wanted to talk to, the, talk to you guys a little bit about the Fed Steer Shootout. Um, Caden Kendall, they've, they've had a lot of success here in the last couple of years working with that or working in that program and competing in it. Um, how did you guys, b- before we jump into that, why don't you guys tell us how you got started in the NJHA and kind of how you've made your way from, we were just talking about some funny stories here from when you were seven years old to where you are now, you know, kind of what have you done? How, what have you liked getting involved in? And then we'll jump back to the Fed Steer Shootout. So I'm a sixth generation Hereford breeder. So the Hereford breed runs really deep in my blood and I've been around the Hereford cattle my whole entire life. I am involved with the Illinois Junior Hereford Association and the National Junior Hereford Association. And this year is my first year serving on the Illinois Junior Board of Directors. So I'm really excited to see where that takes me. And I've also attended every single junior national since I was born. I attended my first junior nationals when I was 10 months old in Denver, Colorado, although I don't remember much of it. And then I attended my first junior nationals that I showed at in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania in 2014. And I have shown at every junior national since then. Do you have a favorite contest that you compete in when you go to all these junior nationals? Is there one that you just really look forward to every year? I think I know what you're going to say, but I'll let you say it. Well, that's kind of a hard question, but I really enjoy showmanship, judging contests, and quiz bowl. I couldn't just pick one. Cool. How about you, Cade? I'm also a sixth-generation Hereford breeder. Uh, my, also my first year on the Illinois Junior Board. And I love going to Junior Nationals every year, uh, meeting new people from all over the U.S. And I also uh, like participating in a lot of the contests, like judging contests, speech contests. Uh, I've done photography before, quiz bowl showmanship and then probably my favorite one is a team fitting contest and i know i was on the team with you noah when we won yeah that that i, I was hoping you were going to say the fitting contest at some point those are some good memories there Cade. um so we've talked about some different memories from when you were seven go, going till now and um talk about how you guys got started with the fed steer shoot shootout maybe how you learned about the program and, and how you decided that you wanted to do it uh, the Fester Shootout has been going on for five years total now. This is only my fourth year participating in the contest. Um, the second year that they held the contest, 
we discussed it as a family and decided it would be a really cool learning opportunity and a really good experience. So we entered a, a pin of three for each of us and we did uh, educational videos and quizzes throughout the contest. And then at the end, uh, we did the portfolio where we did uh, filled out a lot of data on how the steers performed in a feedlot and also had to do an essay. And although I wasn't expecting it, I actually did make it into the top five for the portfolio that year. And although I did not win the junior junior of the year that year, I still gained tons of knowledge just going through the process. And it certainly helped me for the next years where I was in the top five again in 2020, 2020 and in the top three in 2021. How, so how did you guys, you said the first year you, you talked about as a family and you each decided to send a pin of three, correct? Um, have you have you done the individual part of it where you just send one? And have, maybe talk about how you selected those cattle and, and why you picked the ones that you picked to go. Yeah, so the first year we did a pin of three and we honestly didn't pick out the steers the way we should have. We were kind of picking them out like we were sending a pen of three bulls to Denver or Oklahoma City, and they were really uniform and they looked good, but when they got in the feedlot, we figured out real quick that what was under the hide wasn't quite right, quite right what we were looking for. So, so when you picked those out, you were picking for you were you were looking for three uniform steers, um, but what what should you have been picking out, and how, and what did you learn from that experience? Yeah, I think. Uh, Going through the Fetcher shootout for three years now total, uh, I learned a lot about looking at the carcass EBDs of the sire and dam and incorporating that into my decision of which steers I wanted to take. And then also uh, making sure I picked a steer that had been healthy throughout his whole life and also is sound because that's a big factor in how they're going to perform in the feedlot. Right, and Kendall, earlier when I asked if you had done the individual part, you kind of nodded your head. Was there, did you just want to try the individual, you know, sending one steer? Um, did you just want to try that one year? Did you not have enough steers left over? Did you maybe get some sold, or was there was there a method to the madness there? Yeah, I was just kind of focusing on one steer, just like what quality of one steer might be better than three. And also I think like a cost of it kind of counts too because the profit and loss margin is kind of small. So if we send one really good steer, you might get a better end result than sending three just decent steers. Good information here, guys. Can you can you guys um, tell our listeners kind of how the the process goes for you on you know picking out your steers and then what the the timeline looks like after you've picked those steers out and sent them to HRC? Um, kind of what happens in those following months and some of those educational programs. Yeah, so me and Katie probably start looking at our steers all summer long when we go out and check cows every morning. We always kind of fight over who's going to take what steer, like this one's going to be mine or this one's mine. And usually sometime around mid-October, we make our final decision on the steers we're going to take. And Who ends up winning that battle most of the time? Do you like getting fist fights and stuff, fighting over who steers who or... I hear I, we said earlier Kendall would win, so I guess her pen usually usually does better, huh, Cade? No, there hasn't been any fit, fist fights yet, but uh, I don't know. We kind of have different kinds, and we usually disagree anyway on which one we think is going to do better because 
we're twins and we like to fight a lot anyway so all right go ahead and continue back on there kendall so yeah we usually make our final decision around mid-october so we can enter our steers november 1st and then the steers will deliver to the hrc feed yards around the first of december when the contest starts sometime around mid-december and then while the steers are at the feed lot the HRC will start sending out educational videos and quizzes to help us learn more about what's going on at the feed yard and we and then the steers will go to harvest around mid June and July. Awesome. And and what do you get you if, correct me if I'm wrong. I've I've never actually participated in the contest, but Kate, do you get is that once a month? or every couple of weeks that you get those those educational programs? Yeah, so it kind of varies from video to video, but usually when right after the steers are uh, delivered, they'll send a video almost immediately on, uh, they take the start weights and kind of the initial data right away, and they'll send that out with an educational video. And then I'd say it's probably one a month or one every two weeks after that and the topics vary every time from vaccination programs to um, ultrasounding it varies a lot I know I've talked with you guys before and I think some of those videos have been some of your you know your favorite parts of this contest and what you can learn so it's good that you highlighted those um, what what are some of the best takeaways that you guys have had in this like is there anything that just really opened your eyes like for maybe when you're when you're picking those cattle out to send to have the best profit mo profit and loss margin that you can have? Yeah, so this contest has been a super eye-opening experience and it's really opened my eyes to how crucial the beef industry is to our world. Um, a few years ago, I gave a speech on the four phases of the beef industry, which are the cow-calf, stalker, feedlot, and harvest phases. And since I'm from a cow-calf, background I have more knowledge about the cow calf and stalker phases but I going into this contest I really didn't ha know a lot about the feedlot and harvest phases and this contest has really helped me have a better understanding of what happens in the feedlot and how it is really important to our world and it's really made me realize as much as I love showing cattle I know that we can live without showing cattle but we really cannot live without the beef industry because it is what feeds our world. And then another thing I've learned is going back to picking out the steers is my first year I just kind of went out there and treated it like a livestock judging contest. I picked like the really attractive showy one that would probably do better in a show ring than a feedlot. And I've learned now that you have to look at the carcass EPDs and What's under the hide isn't necessarily going to look the best outside the hide, and some of the ones that don't look the best on the outside are going to be the best in the, like, inside. Yeah, Kendall's, Kendall's giving you guys some really good insight there into the Fed Steer Shootout. Kate, do you, do you want to add on to what she said? Yeah, I think uh, really going through the educational videos and uh, seeing, going through the experience that first year of picking them out and realizing that's not what this contest is all about. Uh, it really changed the way I viewed the beef industry and really like how I analyze cattle now. I try to strive more for the ones that got a little bit more muscle, the really sound ones that are going to do really well in the fed part of the industry where 
a few years ago, I probably would have wanted a really freaky fronted one that would take a lot of feed to get looking good. The Boatman twins are uh, are really helping us out here on the Fed Steer Shootout, guys. And and Kendall mentioned the cruciality of the beef industry earlier and, and what she was talking about. And I think it's important to mention that the cruciality of some of our sponsors here at the NJHA. So let's take a minute and give them a listen. This episode of the Junior Hereford Show is made possible by our small advertisers for the month of March, who continue to support our Hereford Juniors. Thank you to George Ward of Providence, North Carolina, Springwater Herefords of Verdi, Minnesota, Rustic Oak Farms of Tuskilwa, Illinois, and Shootin' Sons Pulled Herefords of Guide Rock, Nebraska. We'd also like to take this time to thank HME Herefords of Winterville, Georgia, and Sandhill Farms of Haviland, Kansas. Without these generous donors, the different programs at the National Junior Hereford Association wouldn't be possible, and it is because of them that junior members continue to learn, lead, and achieve. All right, guys, welcome back, and uh, super excited for the second half of this podcast as well. Um, in, in this part, we really want to talk about and highlight our Fed Steer Shootout Field Day um, and you guys were you guys were in attendance last year, so um, who better to, to talk to you guys about it than these two? Um, we're on April second this year at HRC is is our field day, and can you guys walk us through just what you did last year? I think that, that that's a new program, and not many people um, maybe know definitely don't know as much as you guys do. So look, like let's open their eyes and so what did you guys do last year? And um, just kind of walk me through the schedule. So I was really excited last year when they announced that they were going to host a field day at the feedlot because I had never been to a feedlot that big. Um, just to walk us through the day. In the morning, we just listened to speakers. We listened to Kevin Good from Cattle Facts and Kelly Bruns. And then we had lunch. And after this, in the afternoon, we went out to the feedlot to visit and tour, find our steers and really learn about what they do with our steers. And it was just a really cool experience to be able to pick out our steers and compare them to how they looked when they left the ranch and now at the feedlot. Cool, Kate, is there anything you wanna add there? What else did you get to do maybe in that afternoon? I know later that afternoon, we kinda did a mini contest uh, seeing they had, it was probably six steers total. They had them in a small pen and we judged them like which one would be the best yield grade which one would be the best quality grade and i thought going back to how it changed the way i I analyzed cattle that was kind of one of the things that helped me realize what's on the outside is nowhere close to what's on the inside and i thought that was a really cool experience to be able to do that Uh, another thing i wanted to mention is that if you're going to go to this you don't have to or people don't have to have a steer to go to it i know we brought delana muck last year and she is actually entered in the contest this year so it's a good way to add more people to look it. at you guys promoting the njha and all of its activities <laughs> no but but in all reality um this is a, a really good one to to bring people like that too so if you guys have a you know an njha member that's from your state or your area that um is involved and they want to go take them we we would love to have them so um yeah, so we're we really appreciate you guys talking about that and the in the schedule. Do you guys have a favorite part from from the field day last year? 
My favorite part was actually going to go out in the pen and find my steer that I entered in the contest. Were you able to find him? Yeah, I was. You picked him it, out it first took, it first try? It took a while, but I did eventually find him. Was it the first try? No, not the first try. No. So at, at the field day you guys have had, you know, you got to go last year, but I'm, I hear from talking to you before this, you've maybe had some other experiences at, at a feed yard. And, and talk about what you've learned, you know, comparing the two and, and you know, breaking into that sector of the industry where you're usually just cow-calf here in Rockford? So in past years, the contest has been held at Gregory Feedlots in Iowa. And by getting an opportunity to go visit HRC feed yards at the field day, it was a really good opportunity to compare the feedlots together because HRC can hold or has six different locations and they can hold 40,000 head at full capacity. So it, you can imagine that it's a really big feedlot. And Gregory feedlots can hold 8,000 head. So there's a bit of a difference between the two. And it was also cool to see how the feeding and like the treating and all the, everything was, how they worked with everything was a little bit different. I remember at HRC, they fed the cattle three times a day, where at Gregory, they fed them two times a day. And Lee explained at the feedlot that the reason they feed the cattle three times a day is because they want one-third of the cattle eating, one-third walking to the bunk, and one-third resting. So that was just kind of a cool thing I learned from the feed field day. Kendall's dropping uh, drops of knowledge here for you guys. Kay, do you have anything you want to add on, on experiencing the two different, you know, the two different uh, feedlots there or maybe something else from the contest that you want to add in? Yeah, uh, I think it would have been a cool experience to go back and have a field day from when it was at Iowa just to see those first set of steers that I picked out and seeing how those steers that I picked to, out to be like the show steers, uh, how they compare to the steers that I'm picking out now where I've learned that that's not exactly what we need. Yeah, I, I think that you know, I've gotten to help you guys go through part of this contest, at least. Tammy always seems to, to rope me into maybe listening to a speech or two when I'm up here for the sale in the fall. But it seems like you guys have really enjoyed this contest. And what, what, what would you tell someone that's maybe thinking about it? Um, what would you tell them on how to get started? And, um, and maybe if they don't have the number of steers they need, um, what, what advice would you give them? Yeah, so... Uh, for if you don't have your own steer that you uh, can enter into the contest, you don't have to have your own steer. Uh, you can get a ranch to sponsor you, so to speak, and provide a steer for you. I know that the steers that I've brought, not all of them have been two TKs. Some of them have been Perks Ranch, and I think that's a cool thing about the contest because those breeders are going to get carcass data back and they can improve their operations and they also get to sponsor a junior in the process. Absolutely. How about you, Kendall? Do you have anything that you want to you wanna add to what Cade said there? Yeah, if you're thinking about it, just, just try it for one year, and you'll probably like it. And even if you don't win, like, it's not about winning because, I mean, I've never won anything with the steers, but I've learned a lot, and I've, I've learned a lot through the contest, and it's really opened my eyes just to what the beef industry really is. Yeah, you, you talk about being competitive, and, and it's unlike me to hear you say that it's not about being competitive, so to say. But um, speaking of that competition aspect, let, let's talk about, um, as we get closer closer to the kind of the end of our timeline here, um, 
you know, you guys have, have had the opportunity to, to compete here a little bit. Talk about the portfolio and kind of how you put that together and, and how, you, how you competed with that portfolio um, in the fall. First thing you have to do in the portfolio is fill out data on your steer. So you'll get ultrasounds with the carcass traits back, like the ribeye and the marbling, and you'll have to fill out all the data with that. And the biggest thing about the portfolio is writing, answering questions and writing the essay portion. They'll ask you certain questions about the steers and like what you've learned throughout the year. And then based on your, what, based on the portfolio, the judges will pick top three individuals to write a speech and do an interview and then they will pick like their junior of the year from that. Right, right. And and Kay, do you want to talk about a little bit of that strategy maybe when you're going through and, and writing those essays, like what, what you tried to talk about and what you tried to highlight about your steers when you were putting that portfolio together? So most years they'll ask you a question about uh, how you went about picking out your steers and then you'll fill out some feed data on how many days your steer was on feed, uh, how much you paid for the feed, uh, their average daily gain, and then you fill out some carcass data. And then after that, usually you'll have health records on if your steer was treated while he was in the feedlot and the cost of, if he was treated, the cost of the antibiotics used. And then you'll also have a few other essay questions at the end to fill out. Awesome. Well, Kate and Kendall have given you guys a, a, a really super overview here of the Feds to a Shootout, and um, we're going to have fun with this last five minutes here of this segment. Um, but if you have any questions at all, um, you know, feel free to reach out to me, but I think Kate and Kendall are probably better resources, if I'm being honest. Um, they've, they've been super successful in this contest. You, you'll, if you were in Kansas City, you would have seen them up on stage getting some awards there and um, or seen them in the Hereford world or whatever. So um, I know they'd love to talk to you about it. They're obviously big advocates for this contest. So please feel free to talk to them or talk to me and I can get you their number. So um, so when I, when, I, when I emailed Kane Kendall about, about doing this um, and what questions they kind of needed to, to look over, one thing I, I did ask them to do was come up with a, a funny story about one another when they were at a show. And so um, they did get to fight about it. And, and who's going first is going to be Cade telling about Kendall's story. So, Cade, do you want to go ahead and highlight what, what funny story you came up with about Kendall? All right. So my story uh, comes from our first ever show, ever showing uh, our first year when we were seven years old at the Wisconsin uh, preview show. And it's a two-day show, so you show each day. And the first first day, me and Kendall went in with the heifers. We both won, won our she we were first and second in class, and we both got champion and reserve in our divisions. So everyone got to go in the ring all the whole time, and it was all good. And the next day, I remember Robbie Dewis was the judge, and I won my division, and Kendall got left standing. And she came out of the ring a little bit mad. She was teary-eyed. And that was something that we were always taught was that if you're, coming, if you're in the ring, you don't cry. You don't show a lot of emotion. You don't do that. And Mom got pretty upset with her. Um, but come to find out later, she wasn't upset that she got beat. She was upset that she didn't get to go back in the ring and show more. 
And I guess the funniest part about the story is she actually went up to Robbie Dewis and told him that I got first uh, the yesterday, but today you put me second. Why did you put me second? And that was just kind of the funny part about it. I, I would love to know what Robbie said back to her at that point because I, I don't think she was going to believe him no matter what, what he said. I, I had still had my show harness from the day before, and I had all the ribbons stuck into it. And I was like, look, these are my ribbons from yesterday. <laughs> oh, my. Well, now, Kendall, you uh, you get to try and match Kate's good story here, so let's hear it. And I don't know if mine's going to be as good as Kate. I or I have more stupid moments than Kate does, but my story, so... We were coming back from a livestock judging trip, and me, Emma Richardson, and Morgan Richardson had made a bet with Cade that if we won a class at June Nationals, that we would be able to fit his hair. So, June Nationals in Denver 2019, we ended up winning the class, so we got to fit his hair. I mean, we put powderful paint, I think we maybe even put a little bit of twine in there, and it looked pretty good. If I remember right, I've been there too. You guys, you guys were in a stretch where you really wanted to fit people's hair. Yeah, yours was probably better than Cade's. And I think Jimmy might have been in there too. Mm-hmm. Did Jimmy get his done? Jimmy's didn't turn out very well. <laughs> it, it's hard. I don't think much is gonna make Jimmy look that. Yeah, it's man. hard to make Jimmy look good, yeah. isn't it? But no, uh, really good story. Were you done with yours? Um, well, I was just gonna add that we, me and Morgan made Cade parade all the way around the barn. We showed everyone his hair. So. Oh, I got you. I got you. Well, thank you for sharing those stories. I think that'll be a highlight for our listeners. Um, as we wrap up here, I, I just wanted to touch on you guys are obviously young, fresh freshmen, yep. freshmen in high school. Um, where do you guys see yourselves going right now? Like, what do you want to do? Um, I guess my goal. I've always been interested in the genetic side of things and kind of research. And I'm actually doing a research project for my SAE and FFA right now on uh, horn horns, uh, polled cattle, and skirt cattle. Um, but I could definitely see myself going down that road and being a geneticist. But I think my ultimate goal in life is to have my own ranch someday of my own. Cool. Kendall, you're yeah. smiling. You must be excited. Uh, I still have a few years to decide, I guess, but... Um, I really do love the show cattle side of things, and I love being in the show barn, so possibly a show barn manager in the future, or I'm just going to keep my options open and see what comes my way. Well, I think you guys are getting involved in the right things to to set set yourselves up for what you want to do in the future. Thank you guys for taking the time to talk with me today. Um, I'm I'm sure our listeners are really going to enjoy this segment, and it's going to be great for the Fed Steer Shootout. So, um... Till next time, guys, we're, we're excited for these next couple podcasts coming up, and, and we've got some really cool stuff happening at the NJHA. Um, thank you all for listening, and we'll catch you back next time on the Junior Hereford Show. You've been listening to the Junior Hereford Show with Noah Benedict. Make sure to come back next time to learn, lead, and achieve.